0: Welcome to episode 439 of Salcido Paranormal and tonight I'll be sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page and that is com. that's s-a-l-s-i-d-o paranormal.podbean.com Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Uh, thank you all for listening, whether you are here on the podcast uh, recording streams, the live stream, or you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Uh, and, again, you can find my shows there uh, every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there, there you'll hear two replays, two different episodes of the show, uh, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on with uh, host Michael Strange, who I want to thank, along with uh, uh, Liam Martin Rohan of the Exo Minds podcast, for producing the show and putting it on the radio as you hear it there. If you want to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Also, uh, you can find some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books that I've written over on Amazon, and I have a Patreon page that you can sign up for and uh, to help support the show as well. And there, you will get one extra show per month starting in August. Uh, no matter what tier you sign up for. so, And then also, also I do have uh, direct uh, one-time donation links as well through PayPal and Venmo. Um, support is never expected but always appreciated as there are expenses uh, in terms of uh, equipment and um, research materials and then travel expenses. And I will be traveling later on this year, not too far, but a little ways uh, To the Mid Michigan Paracon over in Mount Pleasant. And that's in Michigan. And uh, that's going to be November 4th and 5th, so Saturday and Sunday. And uh, at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. So looking forward to that. I'll be uh, going to a Paracon for the first time to check it out. And I will basically um, record a report or two back, or to to report back to you. Basically, make a couple of recordings about my experiences there, and, uh, whatever else I'm able to, uh, record, and then, uh, we'll be, I'll, those will be featured in, in shows after I get back, so, um, hopefully, uh, let me, let me know if you all are gonna be there, if anyone gets to go, so, I think that covers everything for now, and, uh, want to thank everyone, again, for listening, um, especially if you were here for the last stream that I did where I recorded three shows in a row. That was, uh, that's something I don't don't normally do because it's usually means a lot of research in advance, but that one, it worked out because of the book reviews and all those things. So, um, it was fun to do a couple of shows, a few shows in one night like that. And they are all up on the podcast page and YouTube, uh, pages as well, as well, so, uh... Anyway, that takes care of all that, and let me get to the stories here, and we'll get started. This first one says, My closet in my room is always cold, regardless of the outside temperature. The coldness started after various renters moved out, and my family moved back in. When I was five years old, I woke up in the middle of the night. And went to the closet. I found a black cat inside the closet, which surprised me. Because my, uh, when, so when I arrived, sorry, the writing was that good there, best there, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I lost my spot, that's what happened. Because my family only had a dog, there we go, lost my spot. That's not fun. Anyway. Says I sat on the floor and started uh, petting the cat, which was meowing and purring. Excitedly, I called my parents to come and see the cat, but when they arrived, the cat had disappeared. Other family members have also had paranormal experiences in that room, and that's where that story ends. That is amazing that this cat seemed so physical, so physically there for the writer. Um, it doesn't sound like they were... I mean, I'm just looking back at the story. So they woke up in the middle of the night and went to the closet and found the cat. So I'm I'm guessing they were able to tell. I mean, unless they sort of had this dream experience as they were walking over to the closet, unless they somehow had a sleepwalking experience and woke up along the way. I don't even know. Um, But also at the same time, um, I hate to just write it all off as a dream because it mentions that other family members had experiences in that room. So, and there are cases where people report um, these various... Apparitions are are beings um, who seem to be solid for a time. Whether it's it's hard to say what's going on there, really, but it's not uncommon for things to physically materialize and be there and then vanish. So uh, I don't know. I don't I don't doubt that that happened. I just it's really amazing that it was that solid for the writer. Um, I wonder if them being a kid had something to do with it. The, again, they felt they they hadn't been sort of taught that the paranormal or that weird things don't exist yet. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, maybe again, just like I talked about last night, some kind of time slip where these two different points in time intersected, just to the point, the right point where there was a cat there. Doesn't sound like the cat did anything bad. So that's a good thing that to me sort of says that it wasn't there to try to trick the person into anything evil. It didn't try to bite or scratch. Um, and I mean, living cats will just do that sometimes for fun or for their own reasons. They, they you can be petting them and all of a sudden they've had enough and they let you know. So, um, yeah so really neat story there i wonder I would wonder if um future owners or renters ever had an experience with a cat in that room again. I'd be curious if it was a one time thing that would make me think more of it some kind of a time anomaly. Um, but if it happens again, if people report seeing or hearing or sensing a cat in that in that room or in that closet, then maybe there's something going on there so I mean, obviously there's something going on there. Anyway, I can can talk, I think. Um, So, I think I'll move on to the next story and try to get my words straight here. So, let's see here. This next one says, This happened in 2015. I have two phones, one for work and one for personal use. I left home at 7.30am and arrived at the office at 8am. A friend who lived near the office mentioned receiving a call from my work phone. I denied making that call and realized the work phone was not with me. I then remembered that I had left the work phone on the charging stand at home. I drove home with my friend. Expecting to find the phone broken into, or I'm sorry, the place broken into. But the door and the new lock were all as they had been when I had left. The work phone was still plugged in uh, on the shelf where I had left it. An outgoing call was made from the work phone at 7:55 a.m despite no apparent reason or explanation. I investigated but found no evidence of speed dials, call hacks, or auto-call apps that could have made the call. The friend who received the call would have heard from an unknown person if they had answered the phone. The incident remains a mystery and has not happened again. So that really is amazing. Unless there was some kind of an expert um, sort of, I don't know, criminal or someone that knew exactly how to get in and out of the place without leaving any evidence. That does sound paranormal in some way to me. Um, Just the way that, first of all, it doesn't sound like the writer normally forgets their work phone. So you would almost have to have the place under surveillance and inside the place itself to know that the work phone had been left behind. Um, so, and then it happened when the writer was not anywhere near the home, so they'd have to know where the writer was at, or at least that the writer was gone there. Really amazing, and, and I think... Uh, I've talked about this in previous shows. I think going forward there will be more stories of electronics of different kinds uh, being manipulated in different ways uh, because you're going to have more and more people uh, familiar with these electronics as we go further down the years here. Um, So, really amazing story there. And it sounds like the writer tried to figure everything out and did what they could. And just of figure it out. Um, phone, phones are really amazing. I like that they looked into all the the, the possibilities there because the things they mentioned, some kind of auto dialing or phone hacker, those are things I never would have thought of myself. Because um, I just don't pay enough attention to all those things. I don't. I don't really. I don't even have like a, technically a smartphone. I have one of those older style flip phones, which I do not recommend. It's a pain to use, but anyway, um, sounds like they're very familiar with that technology as well. So, um, really amazing whenever these kinds of stories pop up. And um, like I said, I'm sure uh, that's not going to to stop anytime soon. So um, moving on to the next story here, let's see. I'm going to scroll down a bit. There we go. This one says, I had a conversation with a friend about unexplainable experiences. And they told me about one that he had. He said he saw himself in bed while being outside and noticed a man with specific features on a city corner. He described the man as wearing a black coat Having thin brown hair, wide eyes, W-I-D-E, eyes, and bigger lips. I also had a similar similar memory of seeing a man with similar features on a walkway near my home. I wish I knew what any of these things mean. And uh, that's a short one. I'm wondering, I wish there was more details on, on the friend sighting. If they were out, just out in public one day, it doesn't sound like they didn't say they were dreaming or out of body. But it is kind of odd that they saw themselves in their bed from outside, and they saw this strange figure. I'm guessing they must have gotten an odd feeling from them to even remember it still. Um, and But then, even then, it, maybe they didn't, but then the writer of the story here, the one that was relaying the story... Seeing a similar figure, maybe that's what sort of connected it all together for them. I don't know. Um, but it uh, doesn't sound like... Unless they were referring to an out-of-body experience and they just didn't describe it well. Then that's even more odd. Because if someone's seeing this figure while in an out-of-body experience and then their friend, the writer of the story here, also sees that same figure another time. Um, that is, that's, that's odd. That, this one is really, it's hard to know what to make of it, even more so than usual because it is so big in a way. Um, and I remember finding this one. There wasn't a ton to go on there. It's Really, this is not much different than the original text. So, at least, that, not, not that I remember anyway. So, um, weird story there. I wonder... Uh, at first, the, scene, the, the idea of seeing someone, seeing yourself, it, it surprised me, but then I was thinking, well, if it was some kind of out-of-body experience or even some kind of bilocation, then that is something I, I've heard of before that you can find stories about. But then the, I wonder if, if the writer and their friend, if they're sort of thinking the, that this man that they saw somehow was... Um, was causing these experiences, or was part of these experiences, and he wasn't a normal person? I'm I'm not sure with that one. But, uh, so I guess I will move on to the next one here. Uh, Let's see here. This one says, I recently went to a family gathering at my parents' place. My husband and our kids and I were in one room, and the rest of the family were in other rooms. And I couldn't sleep because I heard two men chatting outside the room. I couldn't understand what they were saying. I thought it was my father and brother outside, but when I checked, I didn't find anyone there. I even opened the window, but the sounds didn't grow any louder or clearer. I checked downstairs, but no one was there, and the TV wasn't on either. So I went back to bed, and eventually fell asleep. The next morning at breakfast, I mentioned the voices to the rest of the family. My father didn't believe at first, even though it turned out that My mother was excited because she had 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 a similar experience before. But she had never told anyone because she didn't think anyone would believe her. I find it strange that we were the only two people out of the entire family to have these experiences. So, um, I wonder if it's something to do with the family or just the location. Uh, the house or the history of the land. But um, that is really neat whenever you have sort of this confirmation, these separate experiences that, that the people that have these experiences don't know. They're not alone until someone brings it up. And then you find out the other person never mentioned it to anyone. To me, that's amazing because that's independent verification of a similar event there. So... Um, and those are always amazing when, when that happens. Again, um, it makes me think of um, my, what used to be my grandparents' house and the original owner of that house and how um, an apparition of her and or her spirit, we don't obviously try to know for sure what's going on there, but she was seen several different times over many, many years. Um, by different people. And we didn't start to put it together, put it together until many years after. Um, I've told this story before. I'll try to make it quick. And maybe I'll just close out the show with this one today. Um, so my grandparents moved to the town where I live in now. Um, back in the 60s, I believe. And after they moved in, my, one day my grandma was uh in the kitchen and she left the kitchen for a minute. It was in the middle of the day and when she came back there was this woman woman in a blue dress with a white apron standing in front of the stove. And then she just vanished. So my grandma didn't know what to make of it, but just went on doing what she had to do. And um and then just sort of filed it away. Now Um, years later, my, um, my cousin and I were there. This was when we were kids. This is in the 2000s, maybe 90s. I think, no, it had to be 90s, 1990s, because that's when we were kids. Um, but we used to spend, a lot of the family used to go over there and visit whenever they could. And we were there one day, and there's this little hallway that runs behind uh, in back of the, um, the living room and dining room. And it's where the, the bathroom and then the stairway going up to the second floor and the bedroom are at. And we were short making, taking the shortcut hallway um, through the house. And when we looked upstairs, and it was in the middle of the day, looked upstairs, there was this transparent or translucent woman standing at the top of the, the stairs at the landing up there. There's, it, it does turn. The stairs do turn to the left and there's a pair of windows there at that at that spot where the landings are at and um and she was just standing there and she was in that blue dress white apron and we hadn't we had no idea about the initial sighting at the time uh, that my grandma had made or that my dad had also seen this figure on that landing but in a, in a solid form sweeping the landing many years before, sort of in between um, my grandma's sighting, I believe, and then ours. Um, I also saw this same woman one time um, come through into the, out of the hallway and into the living room. She was so close, I could have reached out and put my hand where she was at. But this time she was made of this blue light. And she... Um, sort of drifted. She didn't really walk as far as I could tell. She just drifted into the, the dining room and went and stayed by the window. And she was, um, I couldn't see it because I, I have low vision, but I knew that right where she was staying or wait, right where she stopped and stayed at, there was one of the that dining room table chairs right there. So she was occupying the same space as a chair. But the amazing thing is, I never my no one ever really felt afraid of her. We were surprised to see you know a, a ghost, whatever that is, but never got any bad feelings from her. Well, it turns out my grandma um, many years ago went to visit the neighbors who they become friends with, and so it was my grandma and then the the neighbor wife and. So the neighbor had to go, to go into another room one day while they were visiting. And my grandma found this picture, among all the pictures of the family, of this woman in a, a blue dress, white apron. And it was that same woman. And the neighbor wife came back and noticed my grandma looking at this picture and said, yeah, that's, that's I believe it was the husband's mom. That's, you know, my husband's mom. And she was the... Original owner. I believe the house was even built for her. um, Before eventually it became. My grandparents house. And uh, so we know. The name of. And the identity of. This apparition. And we all saw her at different times. And. uh, But independently. Without knowing. Of of each other's sightings. And these of course spread out across. Decades. So. Really is amazing when you have that independent confirmation, um, of an, of events like that. That maybe, who knows what they are? I do tend to think that um, there was some intelligence, there was some entity there. Whether it was the spirit of the woman or if it was, again, in some some weird way, some kind of time anomaly where she was just going about her regular life. Um, I don't know, but. Um, With these voices, I wonder, in this story here, it seems like they may, it's possible they could have been residual, but it's hard to know. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you for bearing with me as I reviewed a story I've already told before, but uh, that's all I have time for today. Thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you all on the next episode of Salcido Paranormal. Take care.